right. Hello, principals, and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and also a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. So Adam and I, just like always, we're excited to bring you this NAESP Principal Podcast because we're going to talk about some real ideas with actually no principles today, but us to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And I'm super excited about this topic because it's been pretty hot. Adam, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, I feel like this topic has been important for a long time, but I feel more recently in conversations that I've had, conversations that you've had, and then conversations that we've had together with other people, it's really come up and it's surprising to me. I think it's surprising to us. So that's why it's come to the surface. And the the topic is emails. And I have just been super surprised, I would say, at the number of emails that principals get and how much time principals spend on email. And uh, we're going to talk about strategies. So I, I know when I was a principal previously, and even as a director, and then even last year, I was a principal for seven months. I was an interim principal uh, covering, a, a, covering a, a school for someone, and I didn't get that many emails. And I think there's some strategies that we're going to talk about that are maybe going to help people. And I've seen articles written about emails and inbox zero and all these different things. So um, I think that we're just going to go back and forth on different strategies on email. Rachel, what is your first email not taking over your life strategy? Mm, Love it. And you know what? I have like a list of 10 things. So I'm really excited. So watch out. So the first one is the power of the CC line, friends. Teach your staff this. If you don't need to respond or you don't want someone to respond and you just want to loop them in, put them in the CC line. That way it's super clear, super transparent about who needs to respond and what role people are playing. Adam, you're up. Yeah. Just because you get an email does not mean that you need to respond to an email. And I know we've talked about this briefly on the podcast before. Make decisions at the lowest possible level. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, like teacher, aide, principal, office manager, whatever. But if it if you don't need to make the decision and you don't need to respond to it, then then don't. And also because when you respond and you're the first one on email and you might have more time because teachers are teaching and they have 25 or 120 students that they're worried about, you are going to probably have more time to answer quickly. Sometimes when you don't respond, somebody else does. And then maybe the next time or the third time after that, they're not going to come to you, they're going to solve the problem on their own. So just if you're the only one on there, respond to it, or also train your people to maybe communicate and ask in different ways. I know last year when I was an interim principal, when I would get an email, I would stand up wherever I was or go to the person in the building and try to answer the question in person. And that doesn't always happen. And it's not always feasible to do that. But it also show them that maybe they can wait until they see me in the hallway, in the office to ask that question, because then it's just one less email that you have to, you have to respond to. And if it's six o'clock at night or five in the morning, then yes, respond to it. But I think how you respond, when you respond, and then how do you, how you react to the question and where you respond, it has to work for you, but try some different strategies, try some different ways, rather than just 
firing back a response. Love it. So I'm going to dive into a couple tips and strategies about how to just manage it, because as much as you really try to delete and get rid of email, it is an instrumental piece of our leadership and our life, unfortunately. So the first one is make sure that you're clustering emails by thread. It is a super huge pain in the butt when you're reading down through your inbox and you're trying to follow the conversation and it's not all clustered by that strand. So make sure it's all in that single thread so you can see that dialogue back and forth. The other piece is really, really make sure that you're only touching it white once, once. It's early in the morning when we're recording. You want to touch it once, not twice, not three times. So make sure you're being efficient with that. Also make sure you're turning off your notifications so it's not constantly just ping, 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 making you feel like you need to respond, just pulling you in. And then the other piece, stop saying thanks or got it. We know that you got the email because it's the internet and it's email like I'm just assuming you're a professional and that you read it. So I don't need to turn on the read receipt piece and I don't need to ask you to have thanks. You're just bogging down my inbox. So let's say we just are moving forward with it. Yes. I was, as you were talking, I knew you were going to say the got it and K and thanks. And it does. It just clogs it up. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that might use folders and organize their email that way. I honestly have never, ever, ever, ever done that ever, ever. I just search my email for the person. And I'm also an email deleter. I love deleting emails. Uh, and you know, like, hey, you have to do what works for you. But I've never missed an email. I've never missed a communication. It's it's uh, it's it's totally okay to do that. And I'll tell you, like, for the last few years, um, as a principal, I didn't have email on my phone. Uh, I had my calendar on my phone, and I I stopped. At, my, my first step was at four o'clock when I left every day, I would turn off email on my phone in the parking lot as I'm leaving. And then last year, I just didn't have email on my phone. And let me tell you, I didn't miss a single thing. And it was a busy year. I took over the school and we were all virtual and then we brought everybody back. Trust me, there were a lot of things going on. It wasn't like Adam was just kind of hanging out on easy street at the school. There was a lot of things going on, but I would just check my email from my computer. And you know what happened? That was also a way to train teachers to come find me or ask their colleague or call the office and talk to the secretary because you as the principal are not the only person that can answer questions. And if you are the only person that can answer every question, I think there's something wrong with the leadership structure and empowering people in your building, in your school to be able to answer other questions, share the knowledge. So you are not the only one. Yes, they're going to have to come to you and you, you only for some things, but if it's everything, I think that's a problem. Rachel, what else do you have? So as you were talking, it made me think about as leaders, if we're shifting how we're responding to email, we need to be really, really clear with our staff about these shifts and changes, because otherwise it could be completely misconstrued that you're just not being responsive. So be transparent, be upfront about how you're shifting your practice and maybe what you're struggling with. The other piece to think about is that <laughs> you need to probably train your staff about how to deal with email, right? Because every time you're sending an email, it is like completely filling up their inbox too, right? It's a downward flow. So thinking of that and Adam's tip about turning off your email, if you're going to start limiting yourself on the evenings and the weekends, which hello people you completely need to do. Like I got an email from a principal Friday night at 10 PM. Seriously, not doing that. 
please make sure you're communicating to your staff how to get a hold of you if there's an emergency. And let's let's clarify what a 911 emergency is that you should call me or email me about 10 o'clock on a Friday. But talk about when to send emails, when not to. And it, principals, I know you're slammed. Totally know you're slammed right now with COVID. I get it with life in general. And we're using the weekend and the evenings to catch up. And that's a whole nother story about how your life work balance is going on. But if you're using that time and you're sending emails to staff, put the schedule feature on. Do not send it in the morning. Do not send it at 7 a.m. Do not send it at 6 a.m. or 10 p.m. People make sure you have those boundaries in place for your staff, because every time you send an email outside those normal working hours, you're inadvertently telling your staff that you expect them to be working. Now, if you say, no, I don't, I just want it in your inbox. Well, guess what? That's kind of passive aggressive. And it still gives some anxiety to people when they show up Monday and all of their inbox is just completely full. And it was empty when they left Friday. And on top of that, friends, and I have to be cognizant of this every single moment of my day, why don't you cluster all your emails? If you have a whole bunch of lists of things that you need to remind people about, make an ongoing list and send one email out with all those checkpoints instead of 20 emails throughout the week. Be efficient, be effective. And you know what, people? Be intentional. Be intentional about when you're sending it and also when they're going to need the information. Please don't tell people they need to have their groups all dialed in for their reading double dose or their win time the day before when it should have been done three days prior. Get ahead of yourself. You can do this, friends. You totally can. I would just add to just think, is email the most appropriate way to send the message that you want to send to the people that you need to send it to? Uh, is it, it if it's your staff, if it's the community, if it's a group of students that are maybe in student council and you need to meet with, I, I think that's that even more so just to back up the entire conversation. I know we have email and is it the best way? God, like 10 years ago, eight years ago, when I was a principal, uh, I looked at using Slack at my school and Slack is a, is a communication tool that is used just all over business, Microsoft Teams, they have, they have their own software now too. And it's a more inclusive, not inclusive, that, might, have, not, that might, have, not, might not be the best word, but basically you send a message out and it goes out to a channel. And I wonder if any schools or districts are using Slack. Um, and because I think that's a really important idea also, because email is so one-to-one -one or one-to-a-few um, and, or like Google Classroom, like if you're a principal, you should have a Google Classroom with your staff so you can send that message out on Google Classroom. Because if you email out the agenda or whatever the document is in Google Classroom, it's going to be in Google Classroom, but people are going to be able to delete the email and then lose the lose the document. And so just think, is, is email the most appropriate way? Or should I go around and visit classrooms and tell people this message? Or sh could I say, hey, when you have time this week, stop by and see the secretary. And she's going to have the message or he's going to have the message to give to everybody. So you're just delivering information in a, in a different way. And maybe people haven't come and met the new secretary yet. So I think even before we get to these tips and tricks, just think, is this email the most appropriate way to communicate the message that I want to communicate? And also too, thinking about that with your central office, you know, because central office has a whole different schedule um, maybe calling the director of student services or the director of special education or texting them might be a better, um, 
a better way to get a hold of them than just uh, sending an email. Rachel, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, I do. Oh, uh, go, go. You have a long list. I forgot. I <laughs> I'm like obsessed with this. So it cracks me up that you're not a folder person. I live by folders and I also don't delete emails, which is like the exact opposite, but you know what? It works for me. So I, again, only touch it once and I slide it over once I've dealt with it. I've also been super heavy into the stack method. If you're not familiar with that, that I've been like a freaking beast with like pounding out my email. It's been fantastic, like processing 200. So Google that if you're not familiar, but also would encourage you to unsubscribe, unsubscribe and unsubscribe people with all the junk that comes into your email. And then, you know what, mic drop moment, or maybe this is a good one just to end on schedule two, 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 two chunks of time in your day to answer email. Stop doing it all day long. It's a time suck. It's a black hole. Start the morning, end the day with email, communicate that out to people. You have like 24 hours to get back to folks. It doesn't need to be within 15 minutes, five minutes. Spend your time in the classrooms, spend the time with kids where it counts the most. Email is not going to win the day and it's not going to include or improve outcomes for kids. So know, know your why. Schedule two times in the day. Take care of business. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to one thing I said and go a little deeper. Just because somebody emailed you doesn't mean that you need to respond with an email. Pick up the phone and call them or send them a text message. I would say there's a few different categories for this. Parents, if a parent emails you, you may not want to email back. You may just want to pick up the phone and respond. If a teacher emails you, you may just want to pick up the phone, call their classroom, and they go, and you just say, yep. And they're going to know what you're talking about. And maybe, yep, on that thing. Yep, you got it kind of talk in code a little bit, be fun, be different. And maybe that's going to change their mindset. So they don't email you that random question again, when they could have problem solved it in the first place. Or again, don't respond at all. Because if you don't respond, you're not supporting them. You're indirectly changing their behavior to not come to you and ask the question right away before maybe they didn't go through due process and look in the cupboards for more colored construction paper to do their art project or whatever it might be. Uh, be there for your people, but don't enable them. And email can be an enabler if we are so quick to respond. It's not, it's not, not supporting, it's just, it's just changing behavior. Don't let email rule your life change behaviors, do folders. If you have a suggestion, shoot it out to Rachel and myself. Um, you DM us or just tag us on Twitter. Or if you have an article or if God, if you have a really long list and you want to come on the podcast, reach out. Maybe we will have you on as a guest to talk about communication, to talk about email, because it should not be ruling your life. You should be spending time with teachers and with kids having fun as the principal. Rachel, what else do you got? If it's going to be more than a paragraph or three sentences, pick the phone up just to add that onto your piece about how are you responding? So I have my list all taken care of. I have, a, I have a couple like sneak peeks at some other things, but I think that'll be coming out in a blog that we're going to do together. So stay tuned for that friends, but that's our throwdown of awesome email hacks that we both find effective. Hopefully there's a gem in there or two for you. Um, if there's not stay tuned, uh, but I would encourage you just to try one out. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of NAESP principal podcast, learn more about NAESP at NAESP.org. And we 
We'll see you next time.